Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everyone. This is Dale. So tell me, what is the Lord speaking to you? (laughs) I sort of mean that. I know I can't hear what you're saying, but what are you thinking on this? What has the Lord spoken to you in relationship to all these passages that we've been examining about one another? Okay, one another. How especially we, as the body of Christ, are to be relating one to another. And is this uh, one another, is it just for the body? Is it primarily for the body? Does it apply to our relationship to all the world? Well, it depends on the context and depends on what we're looking at, right? What the scripture says. But it does go beyond the, uh, uh, the, shall we say, the limits, the confines of just the organism of the body of Christ. Now, as we've seen before, to truly love one another and to be one, we are one in the spirit. We are one in one body. That's because we are saved and because of what the Lord has done. And so, therefore, we cannot be one in the spirit with somebody who is unsaved. And that's what causes a lot of friction within the local body of Christ. Because you have the true body of Christ, and then you have the false body of Christ. You have the true body of Christ, the organism. You have the false body of Christ, the organization. And it's not saying that all the organization is wrong, so don't hear me incorrectly on that. No, I'm not talking about that kind of thing. But I'm talking, I just use that as terms to try to draw lines of demarcation here. That we cannot be of one spirit if we don't have the same spirit. It's just real simple. So I want to pick this up. We're in Romans 13. We just completed Romans 12, talking about the one another passages. And in Romans 13, verse 8, we see another one another. Now listen to this. This is verse 8. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. So it seems to extend the one another beyond the confines of just the organism of the body of Christ. It's talking about how we relate to the world now. And so it tells us to owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. This really sort of uh, uh, speaks to something that's a real problem, uh, I know, individually and a real problem within the body of Christ, uh, the organizational church, etc. When you read the scripture, the Lord is pretty clear that you're not to be in debt. Okay, he's real clear about that, not to be in debt. And I know, I know people say, well, how do you do this? How do you do this? I'm not going to get into all this how you do. It boils down to this. Do you believe what the Lord says? Okay, do you believe what he says? And if you didn't, you got yourself in the situation. Lord, let's forgive me. Let's move on. Let's get out of this, right? And I think he'll do that. So he says the thing that we're to owe one another is love. So owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. And then verse 9, he starts quoting from the Pentateuch, Exodus 20, particularly the Ten Commandments. Verse 9 says this, For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So he's shown us that the one another idea extends to those within a little more expanded, what the scripture calls oikos, okay, circle of influence, circle of relationships that we have. So it sums up, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 10, love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. 
So you see that he's starting to address some things here with the church of Rome and things that Paul and the Spirit address and through all their writings of the relationship between the law and Judaism and what we have now in the new covenant. Verse 11 says this, do this, do what? Love. Do this knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. That is a great line. You know, people quite often ask, uh, I've, got, I've got one friend, I'll go in his place of business from time to time, and he always says the same thing. Are we any closer? Are we any closer? And I said, yeah, every second we're closer. And what we're talking about, it's just been an ongoing discussion for, what, 10 or 15 years now, of the return of the Lord. Okay? Are we any closer? Yes, every breath draws us closer. But he's saying this, we need to love our neighbors and love one another, knowing that the hour is here for us to awaken from sleep, folks. Okay? We know the time. We now know that salvation is nearer to us than when we believe. And that's the interesting thing, because when we believe, when you truly believe, you're saved. But we are saved, we're being saved, and we will be saved. We have salvation, but salvation is also yet to come, all of its fulfillment. Verse 12 says this, The night is almost gone, and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Isn't that a great line? You ever think about that? That that which the Lord has called us to put on is literally an armor of light, not an armor of the deeds of darkness. But he says, set those things aside. You know, don't, don't have anything to do with those deeds of darkness. And boy, does that not speak to so many things we do. Um, again, we're just coming through a, uh, the season of the world celebration of Halloween here in, in the years 2017. And uh, I'm amazed, amazed. How many people who are true believers, okay? How many churches that are that are good churches and doing things for the kingdom, but that totally and absolutely buy into the deeds of the darkness? And then they try to rationalize and they try to explain, oh, well, yeah, we know this is how it was found and we know that this is what the meaning is. But now we've come along and we've sanitized it. We've done this and done that. No, you haven't. Okay, And I know it's hard. I think it's good to celebrate. I think we do well to celebrate. I think it's good to give thanks to the Lord for the, uh, the harvest that he's given, for the food that he's providing. That's what fall festivals are all about. It's a celebration of the harvest that has come in. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with this. But we need to lay aside the deeds of darkness. Okay, And if we really take it before the Lord, I think we probably find out that there's a lot of deeds of darkness in our life. And rather than functioning within those, Put on the armor of light. Now, last two verses will be done. Last two verses, Romans 13. Let us behave properly, as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy. Notice how he puts these things together, okay? He says, behave properly as in the day, because we are vessels of light. Behave as you do in the light. Uh, many of these things that are listed right here are things that are done in darkness when people can't see. The carousing, the drunkenness, the sexuality, uh, promiscuity, the sensuality, not in strife and jealousy. Mm, oh my, is there not strife and jealousy among the professing body of Christ? But then he says this in verse 14. Don't behave this way, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to to its lust. So we're to put on the Lord. And Paul says that several ways. He says it, Romans says in Ephesians, this whole idea of putting on that whose we are. 
we can turn and walk away and walk in sin. We can't turn away from the salvation if you're truly saved, but you can choose to walk in sin and not abide in the Lord. Don't get me started on that again, okay? <laughs> We've had enough episodes about that, right? Here he's saying, make no provision for the flesh in regard to his lust. Notice that the flesh will still lust. And we're still in it. He said, just don't make provision for it. So if you can't resist the cheesecake, don't let the cheesecake be laying around the house all the time. Right? If you can't resist the ice cream, don't walk down the ice cream aisle when you're shopping. Make no provision for the flesh. But in all things, remember what we said at the very beginning here, to do what? Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. Another portion of Scripture says that love covers a multitude of sins. We are to love one another. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again later. Goodbye.